We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, 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 my beautiful friend. And welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I got an episode for you. So we are officially in the month of December. If you're listening to this, uh, the week that the podcast goes live, we have our final week of 2023. And I know a lot of people that I've been chatting with all kind of feel the same way that this year has just flown by. And I agree. I think, I mean, I know, especially having a little tiny human, things just pick up. Life moves really fast and you really have to work super hard to be present and mindful and savor the moments. And even when you do that, Time still moves by very fast. So one of the first episodes I did of this year was why you should resolve to ditch the hustle in 2023. And it was the most listened episode, which shows me that there is a shift that is either wanting to be made or is in the process. And I do believe that there has been more people that are waking up to the fact that hustling and grinding and pushing yourself to your limits is a very old way of doing things. And it never really worked in the past. It worked to the sense where you accomplished a bunch and you got things done, but at the expense of your mental and emotional well-being. And something that I talked about in that episode was the more that we hustle, the more we're trying to run away from ourselves. We're trying to run away from feeling self-doubt. We're trying to run away from feeling inadequate. We're trying to run away from just feeling bad about ourselves. And the more you hustle, we think the more we achieve, the the less awful we'll feel. But the, the thing is those emotions that you're trying to run away from they're always going to be there because they're living in our body and our nervous system. And it isn't until you address them and you confront them, does it go away? And I believe deeply in my soul. And this year it's a true Testament to that is doing less is the way to achieve more. And I use achieve very loosely because it's not in the sense of do the most. It's just focusing on what's most important in your life. And that might not be these massive achievements, but you get to decide what those achievements are. For me, it was achieving, spending more time with my daughter and on myself. Did I achieve that this year? Absolutely. Can I measure it? Absolutely. That to me is the type of achievement that I want to focus on because that's what matters to me. I don't need to do more, scale my business, make more money to be any more worthy than I already am. And being in that place feels really good because that wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. It was always the more that I achieve and the more status that I 
create and the, the higher I go in my business, that was a measure of success. And I was surrounding myself with people that were kind of measuring their success in that way. And it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right in my body. Cause I'm like, are you spending time with your family? Are you spending time with yourself? Are you working on your relationships? How's your relationship with yourself? I got to thinking, maybe this isn't how we need to be measuring success anymore. Maybe it's not based off of our career title or how much money that we make. You know, those things are nice, but if you're doing all those things and you feel empty inside, then what's the point? We only got one life here, friends. And so I wanted to record this episode of how to finish the year strong without burning yourself out because you know, there's this whole push and I, you know what, I'm, I want to be the first to admit, I used to be like this. I like <laughs> back at old content that was like, fin- I had a, a program that's finished the year strong. And while that was helpful, it was a very masculine dominated energy of like, just do more. You know, you, we get lazy by the finish line, you know, you got to push through and I just don't believe in that anymore. And I don't really know if I ever, if that was my own belief or if I just inherited that because that's kind of been our messaging conditioning for most of our life. So I want to offer you a way to a new way to finish the year strong and avoid end of year burnout because burning out by the end of the year really doesn't do you any good. And you don't want to enter the new year feeling exhausted. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know for me, I don't want to end the year exhausted. I don't want to crawl across the finish line. I rather come in last and feel good than finish first and feel completely burnt out, defeated, deflated, exhausted without being able to even like think about what's coming up. I also believe that 2020, that January 1st is an arbitrary date and it doesn't mean that you get a, like you can make it whatever you want it to mean because it's just a date and we get to decide what dates mean to us. So I also believe that it might not be this like big push to the end of the year for you. And and if that's the case, high five, like if you're just like doing your thing and like, you're just kind of cruising along and enjoying your life and you don't view the new year as your fresh start, clean slate. And you're just kind of going along. I see you. I see you. You're my kind of people, but for the majority of my clients and the people that I work with, they have this mentality that they need to finish the year strong. They need to wrap up their goals. They need to you know, set themselves up for the new year. And while I do believe those things are important, it's always crucial to check in with the intention behind that. What, like, what is the energy that you're doing that? What is the energy that you're trying to create that result from? Is it coming from scarcity? Is it coming from lack? Is it coming from not feeling good enough? If it is, then that's going to lead. That's, that's a part of the recipe to end of your burnout. Now, if it's coming from a place of commitment and determination, um, and even a little bit of motivation, then that's different. That's a different type of energy that you're putting in your tank to fuel you to the end of the year, to the finish line. But if you're trying to prove yourself that you are enough and that you're worthy and that you did enough this year, this episode is for you because we need to stop putting such an emphasis on finishing strong and what that means. It's so important to define what finishing strong is. 
Now to some people, it is achieving more, but what if finishing strong was finishing the year grateful? What if finishing strong was finishing the year joyful? What if it meant content? What if it meant fulfilled? What if that's what it meant? So I want for you, as you listen to this episode, to think about what finishing the year strong means to you. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about burnout and understanding it, um, why it tends to spike towards the end of the year. And then I will share kind of a nervous system lens and emotional regulation context to stress and burnout. I'll share the common missteps that people take that end up leading to burnout. And then obviously I'll share strategies for you because I'm not just going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you something tangible. So I want to talk about burnout from a nervous system perspective because burnout can be understood from a chronic state of stress that leads to physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion. Have you ever thought I just can't? That is the thought that represents burnout in the body. And that thought is not creating burnout. Your body is giving you signals. You know, we, we talk a lot about thoughts, creating feelings, feelings, creating, you know, driving action to action, creating results. But when you're in a chronic state of state of stress in your body, it's sending you the signals. It's sending you the message. It's your biology. It's like, I am burnt. I am done. I am toast. I believe that it's helpful to understand burnout through the lens of the autonomic nervous system, because this regulates many of the body's responses that happen without any conscious effort, like your heart rate, your digestion, your respiratory, and more. And being able to understand this is key because we don't have control over it. It's autonomic. It's automatic for a reason. We don't want to have to think about our heartbeat and we don't want to think about breathing. We just want it to happen on its own automatically. So the system can be divided into the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is responsible for our flight or fight response. We're very familiar with this. We get a a text message or an email that like sets us off. We feel it in our body. When you're under stress, your sympathetic nervous system activates the body to prepare to face the threat. And it's a perceived threat. It's not a real threat. Most of the times we are not threatened. The other day, this guy flipped me off when he was driving, maybe because I didn't use my blinker. I was turning. I don't remember. I just remember my body feeling like I was under attack. It was just this grumpy, curmudgeon old man. He was just probably having a bad day and he flipped me off and I felt my body go into fight or flight. Obviously, my logical brain knows I wasn't in danger, but in that moment, having him flip me off felt like a threat. And so my heart rate increased. And I could feel my body tensing up, but because I understood what was going on, I was able to breathe and bring my body back into balance. So when this happens, it increases your heart rate, it redirects the blood to your muscles and it releases your energy stores. So this response is crucial for handling short-term stressors. So we need this. It's an important thing to have, but the key is short-term, not chronic. So then there's the parasympathetic nervous system. This is what's responsible for our rest and digest. This is when we feel at home and safe in our body. This helps relax, recover, and conserve energy. It's responsible for lowering your heart rate, for facilitating digestion, and promoting a state of calmness and relaxation. So those are the parts of the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic, which is a fight or flight, and parasympathetic, which is responsible for rest and digest. Now, in the case of burnout, when we have chronic 
activation of the sympathetic nervous system. When stress is constant, the sympathetic nervous system remains activated over an extended period of time. This continuous state of fight or flight depletes the body's resources, leading to symptoms like fatigue, anxiety, and irritability. I know whenever I'm irritable, that means I've been in a constant state of stress. The thing is we need this response to get us out of danger. We're not in danger as much. So the body isn't meant to stay in a heightened state for long periods. So prolonged being in an activated state in your sympathetic nervous system is detrimental to your health because you're highly activated and you're not giving your body a chance to recover ideally after a stress response, right? After there's a stress response, you want the the parasympathetic nervous system to activate, to restore balance. So we need there it's, we're constantly flowing in between states. We're not meant to be just in one state. We're not always going to be in rest and digest because if there is a threat, we don't want to just be like chilling. You know, my daughter was playing on the stairs a bunch when I was, we were back in Ohio for the holiday and she fell a couple of times. And I didn't want to just be like, Oh, like just watching her. Like I was very activated because I was able to catch her. We need this automatic response. But if it's, Oh, if it's chronic, when you're chronically stressed and you're chronically overloaded and chronically activated, the parasympathetic capacity to engage properly can become compromised. This leads to difficulty calming down and recovering, which exacerbates the symptoms of burnout. And so this ongoing battle between an overactive sympathetic nervous system and an underactive parasympathetic nervous system can result in physical symptoms like headache, muscle tension, sleep disturbances, as well as emotional and mental symptoms like decreased motivations, feelings of helplessness and reduced performance. So if you're kind of listening to this and you're noticing these, these symptoms, it's okay because there's ways around it, but it's just good to have context and it's good to understand and be aware. Understanding burnout, understanding burnout from this perspective shows the importance of being able to regulate your nervous system and being able to have the tools and the go-to when you are dysregulated. Dysregulated means it's just not working properly. So mindfulness techniques, um, muscle relaxation, um, regular physical activity, making sure that you get enough rest and giving yourself enough time to recover. These practices restore balance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic responses in your body, which prevent and help you recover from burnout. So I've been in this advanced training for the nervous system resilience for coaches and my coach and my teacher, Leah Davidson sent out this email about a different perspective, um, on burnout. And I really resonated with me. So I'm going to share it with you as well. So her mentor, Eric Gentry, he, offers this, this, um, perspective, and it's about shifting the focus from external stressors to our own perception. So he suggests that burnout is a chronic state where we perceive the demands placed on us as outweighing our resources to handle them. So this definition emphasizes the power of perception in our experience of stress and burnout. And so it's undeniable that in many workplaces and social environments, we have high demands, right? Unfair expectations and often toxic cultures. 
And these external factors are real and being able to change them are both necessary. And obviously if you work with me, it's commendable because it's not easy. It's not easy to make those changes, especially when it's your environment, something that you truly don't have control over. You only have control over your internal. So being able to advocate for a healthier, more supportive environment is essential, both in your professional and in your personal life. However, if we only attribute our experience of burnout to these external pressures, we risk falling into the trap of a sense of hopelessness, which will further the state of burnout, right? If we're like, well, I can't do anything about it. My work is super demanding. It's just the nature of my job. And, you know, we have these reasons and well, yes, that might be a part of it. We have to be able to look internal. So this approach empowers us to take control of what we can immediately influence, which is our perception and our reactions. It's not about dismissing the reality of the external challenges or blaming the victim for their struggles, right? It's rather recognizing that alongside striving for external change, that there's so much value in focusing on how we perceive and respond to these challenges. You know, we may not have the power to transform our work environments or even societal pressures overnight, but you do have the ability to refine your perception and manage your physiological and behavioral responses. And I think that this approach really allows you to continue in engaging in your work and life more effectively, even as you advocate for changes in your surroundings. It's about balancing the fight for external change while cultivating internal resilience and adaptability. And this is so important. It gives you the control. It puts you back in the driver's seat. Cause I can't tell you how many times people come and work with me and say, I just, you know, this is the circumstance. Like they're just telling me like it's the, the news and the way they feel is because of the external circumstance. It's so defeating and it's so limiting and it's so disempowering. So being able to acknowledge that the, the challenges in the external, but then turning the focus internal, I think is a really important dance and a balance that you have the ability to create. So these are the things that often lead to burnout. Number one, overcommitment. And with the holidays, there's so much going on, right? Holiday parties, potlucks, more events. So taking on too many responsibilities, especially towards the end of the year can lead to overwhelming stress. I understand how hard it is to say no, and especially in social settings. But let me tell you, being able to say no is the flex. I I adapted this mindset last year, which was, I'm so undercommitted. And I just loved saying that. I'm like, I'm undercommitted. I'm so undercommitted because it just felt good to say no. And I used to be a yes gal. And I still sometimes fall into that trap of saying yes right away before checking in with my body of like, actually, do I want to do this? So something that's really helpful, if you're also a yes gal, just say, let me get back to you. Let me look at my calendar. Let me settle this. Let me like, look like I want to say yes, but let me just check in. And then it gives you the space to decide if you actually want to do the thing. Also like look at your weekend calendar. If you're saying yes to Monday or to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's an event every day. Something's got to give. So I would just prioritize what is most important. And I use my values to make that decision. Um, another common misstep that leads to burnout is perfectionism. Oh, perfectionism. Striving for the 
perfection in every task creates unrealistic expectations and just so much unnecessary pressure. The impact on perfectionism on, on mental health leads to anxiety and it's just this overall fear of failure, which can create more stress and create you doing more. That's where that achieving nonstop doing and getting things done comes from when you are in this place of perfectionism, because you're just afraid of failing. You're afraid of looking bad or you're afraid of being judged. And that's why we try to take actions away from that feeling. Another common misstep that leads to burnout is neglecting self-care. Right now, it's time to double down, double down on your self-care. What are you doing for you? What are you doing for you? Are you, do you have a morning routine that needs to be adjusted? Are you making space for yourself at night? Do you go to bed on the time that you want to? Do you wake up and give yourself time in the morning before you check your email? This is the time to double down because if you neglect it, it will contribute to the burnout. We have this tendency to prioritize work and other people's needs over our well-being, and that needs to change. And if you start making those changes, I know it might feel scary at first because you're just so used to putting others first, just do little bits at a time and it will make a huge difference. So just make a micro commitment to yourself. What are you doing to take care of you? Another common misstep that leads to burnout is ineffective time management. This comes down to those last minute rushes, being very reactive, working without taking a break. The way that you mitigate this is by planning ahead of time and prioritizing. If everything's important, nothing is important. Another misstep is lack of boundaries. Come on. We all know you're not setting boundaries in your personal and professional life. You are going to have zero work-life harmony, and you're going to feel spread thin. Setting unrealistic goals. Maybe you set a really big goal for the end of the year. And if you, now that you're kind of at this place, maybe it was a little bit unrealistic and you were setting yourself up to be in this place of panic and rush. So just reevaluate. It's important to set realistic and achievable goals that stretch you. And maybe you make an adjustment. Maybe you spread it out into the, into 2024. It's totally fine. Um, another common misstep is ignoring the signs. Come on. How many of you have the check engine light on right now that you just keep ignoring? I keep getting this notification on my car that it's time. Um, the service is in 10 days. I'm not going to let it get today. The last day I'm going to schedule it this week because I want to be proactive. My car is showing signs of stress. It needs to be tuned up. And so does your car. So please don't overlook the early signs of stress and burnout. Some of those signs include not being able to sleep, feeling like you're constantly in a rush, feeling like you can't turn it off starting to feel that fatigue, pay attention. Your body's always trying to communicate with you. And then the last thing is distinguishing, reacting impulsively to the stressors and responding thoughtfully. So just being mindful to help you manage your reaction. Sometimes we, a lot of times our reactions are automatic, but after they happen, you are able to choose in that space, how you want to respond to them. So let's talk about some strategies to prevent burnout. Number one, prioritize self-care, my friend. This is so, even if you just do this, you will be able to prevent burnout. Find something that really fills your cup up, making a commitment to your sleep, making a commitment to your movement, the nutrition, how you're fueling your body. What are your hobbies? Are you going to classes that fuel you? Are you going to do something that's just for you to focus on yourself that you enjoy and you find rejuvenating? Seriously, if that's it, you'll be totally fine. You'll be 
skipping across into the new year. The next strategy is setting boundaries, setting those boundaries for mental and emotional health, external boundaries and internal learning to say no, stopping work when you say you're going to stop work and giving yourself the space that you need being able to respect your own boundaries avoids that feeling of resentment and overall burnout. Listen, boundaries, self-care, you're golden. Another effective way to prevent burnout is by management and delegating. Maybe not everything you need to do right now. Google the Eisenhower matrix, do the quadrant, what's urgent, what's important, what doesn't need to be done right now. What can you delegate? What can you delete? I'm telling you, do this and you will feel so good. You will feel so good being able to hand things off or just get rid of things completely helps you overburden yourself. Another very important, and I'm sure you're not going to be surprised, is emotional regulation and stress management. What is your mindfulness practice like? Are you meditating? Are you journaling? What about deep breathing? Being able to pay attention to what's happening into your body is going to help you manage the stress. Ask for help when you need it. You are not alone. You don't have to do this alone and being able to manage stress and then also stress reduction. What can you get rid of that's adding unnecessary stress in your life? But if you know, I'm going to be promoting deep breathing. I'm telling you deep breathing exercises will help you manage stress. This alone can help you get back into your body, manage those fight or flight response, down-regulating your breath gets you back into a state of balance, which helps you use your higher brain to focus on what is the next important step for you. The other thing is having regular check-ins with yourself, maybe a couple times a day. How am I feeling? What's my stress level? Have I breathed intentionally? Have I focused on myself? Scheduling it in your phone, just doing a little check-in. I was working with a client the other day and one of her assignments this week is to do a self-regulating exercise every single day, five times a day. I think that's what it was, something like that. I'm like, self-regulation is not a one-time event. You don't just do it in the morning. You have to do it over and over and over and over again throughout the day because why? We're constantly being triggered. We're constantly dealing with potential perceived threats. And our body gets activated. And so you need to be able to have the automatic go-to to be like, how do I get back in my body? Even before I recorded this podcast, I saw something that was really distressing online and I could feel my body getting activated. And so what did I do? I created safety in my body. I looked around my space. I did the rag doll, which was swaying from side to side. And I sat down, I felt calm and I was like, I'm ready to hit record. It's not about not being triggered. It's not about not having, you know, if you want to avoid stress altogether, yes, you can maybe go in a cave, but you'll have your own stressors there, right? It's like stress is just a part of being a human. It's just being able to manage it, reduce it. And really the key is resilience. Like how do you bounce back from stressful situations? When you are burnt out and a stressful situation happens, it might not even be, you know, a big stressful stress response, but because you already have very limited capacity, it will knock you on your tush. And what happens is you'll get sick. Your body will respond in a way that's going to slow you down because I believe you either slow down by choice or your body slows you down. And let me tell you, it's so much harder to get back up and start moving when your body slows you down because it needs the rest. It needs to rejuvenate. We are not meant to be going all the time. We're not meant to be doing all the time. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. 
you are a human being. You're not a human doing. So are you being this holiday season? Who are you being? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be a robot that's just doing all the things, achieving things and checking it off the list? For what? What's that going to do for you? All it's going to do is after you check everything off the list, you're going to create a whole new list. You're never going to be satisfied. So just being able to be in this space and adopt a growth mindset, which allows you to see challenges and setbacks as opportunities for growth rather than threats, that is going to lead to resilience in the face of setbacks, opportunities for growth rather than threat. So what you didn't accomplish your goal, who cares? Learn from it. So what you failed, who cares? Learn from it. Opportunities for growth. Our purpose as a human being is not to achieve all of the things it's to grow and it's to evolve. And you don't grow and evolve from doing things perfectly. You grow and evolve from learning from it. And that to me is how we avoid burning ourselves out because what's the point? What's the point? So I hope that you got something from this episode and you maybe have shift in a way of what finishing the year strong means to you. You know, maybe it is to accomplish and finish your goals, but make sure that it's in a healthy, sustainable way. This is how we're going to continue to redefine success at the end of the year. I want you to write down at the end of the year, I want to feel dot, dot, dot. And in order to feel that way, this is who I need to be. And just focus on that every day. Instead of your to-do list, I want you to focus on your to-be list. Who do you want to be and then become it? All right, my friend, if you have any questions, please let me know. This is what I work on with my clients. This is what I love to do. I want to help you create balance in your body. I want to help you become a resilient human being into this new year. So if you are interested in working together, please fill out an interest list on the show notes, because that is how I am filling up my coaching spots. Um, January is, I think I have one spot left, so I'll be filling in for February. So if you're interested, please sign up because I'd love to help you with all of this. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it until next time. 